Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Hey gang, welcome to another wonderful episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training. And because of your requests, we've decided to have yet another wonderful guest with us today. Before we get into that, I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And Sam, who is it that's joining us today? Well, all the way from the East Coast, well, not quite the coast, on the west side of a state that's on the East Coast, from Springfield, Massachusetts. Gus Garcia, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate you inviting me, and I'm a big fan. I'm glad to be here. Wow. So, Drew, we found the fan. I know. Thanks, Gus, for being the sole single follower for us on Facebook and Instagram. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, it only took us, what, 112 episodes or something like that to finally find the one fan. So, uh, Gus. I'm sure you have more fans out there. Come on. We like to tell ourselves we do, but uh, but you've admitted that you're a fan. So so that's awesome. Gus, every time we have the opportunity to have a guest, uh, we always like to start out with uh, tell us your story. So for those that are out there listening, uh, tell us the Gus Garcia Domino's Pizza story. Well, my story is uh, it's uh, very similar to a lot of uh, franchisees. Uh, I started uh, back in 1999 as a delivery driver working for David Jenks down in Boston. And um, it was very quickly, to be honest, uh, in less than three months, I was invited to be uh, an assistant manager. You know, I, I was very worried because my English was really bad back then. Not that it's perfect now, but it was bad back then. And um, I remember the phones would ring and I was afraid of the phone. So I would run to the back of the, the, the store and just wash dishes. Uh, but guess what? I, I memorized the, the, the menu and I knew everything that was in the menu. So I was able to take orders. With that, you know, I became an assistant manager. And uh, back in 2003, if I'm not wrong, or 2000, 2001, yeah, it took me like one year. And I was already a manager in, in, in Haverhill, Mass, which was the business store that David Jenks had. As a manager, you know, you have your success. You know, I got several, a, a couple of golden Rolex and a couple other things for doing great in that store. And I believe that David liked the way I worked and he invited me to be a partner in Springfield, Mass, where I moved my entire family uh, from 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 Haverhill, Mass, where I had a house, and I bought a house here in Springfield. So I started as a partner. Uh, if I'm not wrong, it was 30% partnership with David and Dominic. And uh, as the years go by, I started buying uh, the shares from the partners. And in 2014, I was able to buy everybody out and be the solo franchisee of the store. And then, you know, I was a few, 2014 until 2021 when I bought four more stores in the middle of the COVID. And uh, at the end of 2022, I built another store. And last month, I bought two more stores. So now we have uh, an organization with eight locations. 
That's fantastic. You may recall, or maybe you don't, um, but I'd be really surprised if you don't. Uh, you were kind of a celebrity when you got to Springfield, Massachusetts. And the reason I bring that up is I think the brand is starting to get to a point where the things that you did so well in Springfield are becoming very, very important again. And, uh, you know, our, our mutual friend, Stefan Cisco, put together a little video of you being very shy about local store marketing. And uh, I believe if I recall, there was a picture of you standing on top of about a 22 foot red trailer with a bullhorn in your hand in the parking lot of the local Papa John's talking to each and every one of their customers as they went in and out of the store. Tell us a little about that and how you were able to to just have the gumption and the courage to go out and own your neighborhood? Well, that's a great question, Sam. And I am uh, actually uh, amused that you still remember that. Um, and uh, yes, he did make a, a recording of me calling him. Uh, well, to be honest, uh, Domino's is all I have. Uh, I, I've had for many years and it's, you know, it's really the sauce in my, in my blood bank, you know, and, uh, this, this guy opened this Papa John's right across the street from me. I had recently moved to Springfield and I was struggling to make profits, struggling to, you know, to get, get the, the, the store up and running the best way possible. And then he opens this door across the street from me, uh, Papa John's Big Leathers. And I, I went all the way in, Sam. You know, I, I, I bought a trailer. I bought bullhorns. I bought flags. I used to stop, uh, put the, uh, drive the, my, my truck with the trailer and park in front of the Papa John's, which was across from my store. And any customer coming out of their vehicles to pick up a pizza at Papa John's, I would call on the bullhorn and have them come to my store and get a free pizza there. Believe it or not, it was a lot of people coming. You, you got to a point where the, the Papa John's franchisee called Dave, Dave Brandon, I think was the CEO back then, and left a message to him saying that he needs to make me stop. If I remember well, the CEO just said, keep going. <laughs> but I didn't do anything illegal. I was in my, my, my rights. Um, what I also did was every, I was talking from my store with a bunch of gift certificates in my car. Then a driver would drive away from Papa John's to make a delivery. I would follow that driver and just wait. He made the delivery. He left and I would walk to the customer door and just slide under the door, a free meal for the entire family and walk away. And you won't believe how many of those came back at the end of the day. They last six months or seven or eight, seven months. They open and they close in seven months. Uh, their first week, uh, which was supposed to be their uh, honeymoon week, uh, we were 30% up. So uh, before they open, we mail a letter to every single, uh, not customer, but every single resident in Springfield explaining why Domino's is better before they even open. So with that, I think we made a, a big base of protection. And when they came and they opened, they were not able to handle it. And they closed in seven months and never came back. 
And they came with plans to open 10 stores in Western Mass. They already had two or three places they were renting to open more stores. And then they just left. So it sounds to me like I think some general managers that are new and hopefully listening haven't gone through a point like like you have and like Drew and I both have where you had to do local store marketing. And I think those days are coming. And I love how aggressive you got and, you know, probably how much food you actually gave away. But you only had to do it for six or seven months and they packed their wagons and left. So, you know, I I used to show that video in local store marketing classes all the time. I mean, I've seen that video a thousand times and every time I see it, it gives me chills and I just love it. And, And what I always say to people is. You know, you can kind of crawl your way through the battle and battle for years and years and years, or you can go all Gus on them and just go in with guns blazing and everything you've got and just obliterate them. I mean, you basically dropped an H-bomb on them and they were done in six or seven months. And then you can get back to business as normal. So I, I just, I love that story, Gus. It, it's um, it's probably over the last 22 years plus one of my favorite Domino's pizza stories. It's just, it's just amazing. And with your permission, um, I will post that video when we, we put this up so people can see it. And, and cause I've, I've still got it, brother. I've still got that video. I love it. Absolutely, Sam. Yes, absolutely. And, and today I will, I will tell you that, um, uh, we own the entire Springfield area and the, the areas around us. And uh, we are so strong with the, the community, the police, the schools, the churches. We are so involved that I, I dare a, any major brand come in and stay longer than a year with in my town. They will not come in. They, they might try, but I'm sure they are already searching who owns the Domino's here. And they know that we shut down two Papa John's and two Pizza Hut's. And, 15 years here and I don't see their coming in, but if they do, they better be ready for some more. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> you know, I guess I, I did some years at corporate and there were plenty of maps that I saw and I can only imagine what the map at Papa John's headquarters looked like with a little like skull and crossbones icon over Springfield with just a whole don't bother. It's just a dead zone. It doesn't work there. I appreciate that push for our listeners who are a little younger than Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Which would be all of them. I was going to say something like that, but I figured I could pause. You might be more well-known for something other than the video. Can you tell us about a little Facebook group that you run? I created that Facebook group um, around COVID time. I think it was 2020, maybe a little bit before that. I noticed that there was a need for uh, the international uh, Domino's pizzas and the, the, our USA locations to be able to cross, communicate with each other and be able to share best practice. I didn't want a group that uh, was not well-maintained. I didn't want a group that was not well mon- uh, moder- with good moderators. Um, I wanted something that would be professional and maybe one day even official from for, for Domino's because uh, we 
We, we have great moderators there. We have Sam, we have you, we have many people from corporation, several franchisees. And uh, we, we really trim that group for real uh, discussions and uh, real positive feedback from best practice. Uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't in the beginning, I was alone. And then I started adding moderators and I'm thankful that everybody accept. And uh, just, just to give an example, we, we are so tight on that group that in the last 30 days, we had 44 approved members, but we declined 30. So we don't let anyone in. So I created that group for that. Um, I like sharing best practice that we do uh, here in, in our team. And I wanted to share to the world so everybody can have the, the, the same ideas I had and using their stores. And that's what it is. I mean, the, the group is there. We have 6,600 members, 6,600 members. We have an average of 100 posts a month. Uh, about 6,000 members are, are active members that actually use the group. It's been a success. It's been a success. And I think people that go to that group believe and trust what others give as advice. I see some great comments. I see some bad ones, too. And that's where the moderators come and I come in to block those. But to be quite honest, sometimes I see things there that make me, I, I just want to turn off the computer and go to bed. Because how can some people don't, are running stores and don't know some of those things? Basic stuff, like standard. Basic stuff. There's a chance we did an entire episode on that, Gus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it dropped maybe uh, the week of 9-11 or the week prior to that. Um, we, we did a whole thing about, just look at the standards, man. <laughs> <laughs> the standard answer. I don't know what this is. Look at the standard. Look at the standard. Just please look at the standard. I love the group. It's a place for people that haven't been given the skills and knowledge they need to be successful that they can ask questions. And I've never seen a question in that group or, or similar groups that I thought was stupid or too remedial. But I'm like you, Gus, when I start reading the answers, there's times my head just wants to explode. How are you even running a start? And that's not all, you know, it's sometimes, but the majority of the people there know what they're doing. They're sharing good practices. So that's really good. Yeah, it's amazing. And, it, you know, the other thing you do on that group that I really, really like uh, is, and I, I think it's a wonderful way to continue the sense of, of family for Domino's Pizza, which gets harder and harder as the brand gets bigger and bigger, is that every time a, uh, a new franchisee gets christened, you put their world resource picture up there and, and welcome a new franchisee. I, I, I really, really love that part of that group that you're you put together so well and are doing a great job moderating i just gotta tell you that uh, uh it, it, it is going well for sure and uh it's really a combination of all you guys working together to keep a group that everybody can trust and can open their minds there and ask questions without anybody being judgmental all right so if it's not about being judgmental i want to be judgmental I, I want to be that guy for a minute. What? Wait, wait. Drew, you're going to be judgmental? I am. 
I am here. Here it comes, Gus, and it's directed right at you. Oh, I want to let you know, I actually really enjoy your social media posts around uh, giving to your team that I don't I don't know fully why sometimes they get stuff. But I got to ask, why are you giving your team vacuums? You know, that's the gift that sucks, right? <laughs> wow. I don't know about you, Drew, but do you have a vacuum in your house? I have like three. <laughs> you have three. He he had to uh, tape them together so he could reach them. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's not wrong. <laughs> but you know what it is? We we have about 150 employees and we give 20, 20 prizes every quarter. Okay. And I buy from many different things. We buy from laptops, vacuums, shavers. PlayStation 5, large screen TVs. And the vacuum part is funny because I didn't have any vacuums in my prices. And then people start asking, we need vacuums. I'm like, okay, I'll buy a couple of vacuums. And when, when, we, <laughs> when we start, when, when the winners, right, the winner of the quarter win the prizes, they get a choice. You know, you can get a vacuum, a computer, uh, a TV, uh, something to do your beard, a prize. And some people choose the vacuum. So maybe they don't have a vacuum, Drew. Or maybe their vacuum broke down. You know? <laughs> I think he's trying to tell you that the prize doesn't suck, Drew. It's your question that sucked. <laughs> I know, I know. I would have to agree with me. I have, I have been dying to put that on social media for like months now where I just want to be like, Gus, man, that that gift sucks because you know it's a fun play on word i happen to be in a class with uh, your director kevin and i was like i don't want to put that out on social because some people don't understand i'm just joking and he's like oh no you have to do that gus would love that yeah i love it you can get some context around it <laughs> exactly because you know what it is you make the conversation go see I, I i gave a vacuum now people are talking about the vacuum we, we made a conversation go and that same guy got a PS5 too for another accomplishment that he did. So now he can clean around the PlayStation 5 where he plays. <laughs> awesome. I love it. That's great. You know, I've always said the best way to reward people is to ask them what they want. I mean, we can decide what we think they want. And then sometimes we come up with these extravagant gifts that people are, aren't really into. But if people want vacuums, buy them a vacuum. I used to give cash, and I noticed that cash, they spend the cash. But if you get a vacuum or a TV or a computer, every time you look at that computer or that vacuum, oh, Gus gave me that. Right. Where the money is gone. It's gone, and they never remember it. I think that's, I think that's so important. You know, I... I Leaders think that their people are driven by cash, but the fact is you've got to find what their currency is, and rarely is their currency cash. I love what you're saying there. You know, turn the cash into something that they can have and that they can use, and you know, every every time they're vacuuming the floor, they're going to remember that Domino's Pizza is what got me a clean floor today, and I won this because I work for a great leader. and. And that great leader's name is Gus. 
You know, she said that you give away about 20 of them. Can you give our listeners an example of what, what it is that, that they might do to earn something like one of your prizes? Absolutely. So now, nowadays or since COVID, you know, hiring has been one of the hardest parts and training has been one of the hardest parts for us here to maintain people working. So what we do is this. Every time someone covers their off and they cover a shift, they get five gold stars. We call gold stars the prizes, okay? So we give gold stars to anybody who goes above and beyond their line of duty. Uh, moving a whole make line and cleaning behind the wall and under the, under the make line, which should be a daily job. Nowadays, it's not always easy to be a daily job. Uh, <clears throat> so we incentivize them, incentivize them. They send us pictures of before when it was dirty and then after when it's clean and we give them a couple, a couple gold stars. Today, for example, we didn't have uh, opening drivers for one of the stores. We offered 10 gold, star, gold stars for the first responder. And we already got two or three drivers that wanted to take over the shift. Every Monday, we send a report to all employees with the number of stars that each one has. Every Monday, we do that. So they compete like this. Drivers and, C and CSRs, and then uh, managers and MITs. And, and then supervisors. So there are three categories. We give about, like I said, about 15 prizes every quarter. And it's really the ones that get them. So let's say Monday, for example. Monday is a day where I send the winning stars. Okay, I divide my stars in two groups. Group one, the lowest stars. Group two, the busiest stars. Then I make a report and, and I send every Monday. Hey, you did good on food, you did bad on food, you got to improve your service, blah, blah, blah. And there is always one winning star in each group. That winning star, people that ran the shift on that star that week, each one gets a bunch of stars, a bunch of gold stars. So it's another motivation tool that I use to keep them going above and beyond. You know, uh, you can't get you can't become a franchisee or you cannot become my partner or anything like that if you're not a person that goes above and beyond, you know? So we didn't get here where we are if we don't go, if we don't do above and beyond. But some, some people though, uh, forgot about the above and beyond. You know, some people really, after, the, after COVID, I don't know, it kind of changed a little bit some of the mentality of some of the employees. They don't really want to do that stuff. Uh, but we found that giving the, the prizes uh, has been changing a lot of people to be more motivated in, in doing better for the store, the company, and their peers. If somebody brings somebody under their wings, every time you have a new insider or a new pizza maker, a new driver, and this person decides to bring him under their, their wings and teach them and, and show the way around more than a regular training, we give them stars. So. It's really a motivation technique that we use that I think it works better than cash. Of course, they still get their, their, bon their bonus checks, their, you know, their, their, their pay, their all that stuff. This is just extra. Yeah, I love it. You know, and it, as you talk about gold stars, it reminds me of, you know, being back in kindergarten and drawn within the lines and you'd get a gold star on that. So, uh, you, you know, I love the simplicity of it, yet the powerfulness 
of that and using the gold stars. So um, very well done, young man. Very well done. I love Thank it. Thank you. And, and just to complete, at, at the end of the quarter, when we give the prizes, we don't just send the prizes. We go there and take a picture. And then we post it. We have a group for the whole company. So we send them there. We post on Facebook. People like to be recognized. So. Nice. That is amazing. So speaking of school, uh, Gus, we like to end every interview by asking our wonderful guests to think back to all the way back to your first school days. Who was your favorite teacher as you were growing up uh, or mentor and why? I can't say I had a favorite teacher at all. <laughs> I can I, I have a recent mentor for the past uh, 20 years. Okay. Which has helped me get where I am. And, 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 and this person is David James. I would say that Dominic Benvenuti, he was my mentor for operations, for all the operations and training of the, and how to run the Domino's uh, operationally. And David Jenks was and still is a, a, a great asset to my company with his advices on financials, P&Ls, uh, banks, money-wise, what to buy, what not to buy, how to invest. So the combination of those two guys, they really built who I am today, you know? And of course, I, 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 growing up, uh, I, was, I always worked. My parents had an ice cream factory in Brazil, and uh, and I since I re I can remember I worked for them until I came to America, and right now those two guys are the ones who really helped me achieve what I achieved at Domino's. Oh, that's a great answer. That is a great answer, Gus. I want to thank you for your time. It's been uh, enlightening to us, not just the fact that it was a hat from two thousand one inside joke for us that's fine but also that we got to talk about gifts that suck so i hope that this 30 minutes was uh, uh, as much of a blast for you as it was for us it definitely was drew and i'm very happy and way less nervous now that i we went over this it's so much easier talking to you guys you guys are so down to earth and really really friends you know we're talking here we feel like family it's great it's amazing. And we appreciate the kind words. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. Gus, you're welcome. All right. Thank you, Gus. All right. This has been another great episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training. If you don't already do so, follow us, like us, subscribe. When you hear this fabulous episode and we put Gus's Facebook link in there, I'm sure he's going to share it on Facebook. So you should too. With that, I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. I am Sam with Bowser Consulting. Gang, go out there and sell more pizza. And have more fun. That's all, folks.